Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Yes, hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week is the Monte Casino. Yes. That's a fun name. Named after the World War II battle. Would you like to tell us about that battle? The, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little too niche. The way you just looked at me? No. <laughs> you know that TikTok meme that's been going around when, like, ask your boyfriend how often he thinks of the Roman Empire? Yes. And I asked Ingo this, and you're like, pretty much like every day. And then I think you actually sent me a video yeah. from a woman who, like, seemed to me like a history scholar. Who's like, your boyfriend is just thinking about Gladiator. <laughs> like, ask him what he's thinking about. Ask him when the Roman Empire was. Like, when did it start and when That's did right. it end? Ask he doesn't know anything about the Roman Empire. Ask You're him three emperors. Ask yeah. him, you know, what influence the Roman Empire had on American government. Ask him anything. All he thinks of is sweaty men. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, is good. But, like, you don't have to get that much credit for thinking about Russell Crowe topless. No, I'm usually thinking of the... Uh, water and sanitation system that ancient Rome had mm-hmm. and the aqueducts. But like, what do you know about it? The aqueducts? Yeah. I've seen them. They're I mean, cool. I too have seen them. I know they were lead-lined, which was a problem. I yeah. know they had, you know, they they in, they were, were able to run the water through pipes, through valleys, and then back up the other side using, you know, the, the system of pipes. <laughs> So the water remains at the same level on both sides of the valley, unless there's a break in the pipe. They had, I mean, it was pretty cool. The engineering they did with water and sanitation was amazing. But I mean, it sounds like your thought is just like, man, water is cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's right. I mean, I'm not thinking about (coughs) (coughs) taking a cough break. That's fine. Philosophical problems or solving the world's, you know, the world's issues by thinking of the Roman Empire. Just, you know. I think of how cool that was. Okay. How much we've lost since then in, when my water doesn't work. <laughs> the Monte Cassino cocktail <clears throat> is an equal parts cocktail. So they're really easy to make because it's equal parts of all the ingredients. And this cocktail is equal parts rye whiskey, yellow chartreuse, Benedictine, which is a herbal liqueur and made also by monks. The chartreuse is made by monks. Benedictine is made by monks. Different monks different monks and the benedictine monks are the one with the battle they had <laughs> they weren't fighting they there was the battle a, came to them monte casino is a benedictine monastery that's on top of a mountain in italy that is apparently a uh it, it overlooks major now what's roads it used to be trade routes i'm sure which is what a lot of people put their fortresses on top of hills to control roads and they would charge people for the privilege of not being you know attacked as they went by Mm. so maybe the benedictine monks had a business of that too in the middle ages don't besmirch the benedictine monks who could have just been making this delicious herbal liqueur and had war come to them don't need a fortress on a hill to make herbal liqueur that's all i'm saying it's got nice views anyway so there was a major battle in world war ii the germans were up on top in the fortress and the allies had to fight their way up the hill into the fortress who won the allies excellent after a long time so equal parts rye whiskey yellow chartreuse benedictine and lemon juice shake it all up 
double strain it into a pre-chilled coupe glass. It's very herbal. It's as you would I guess guess from the ingredients. It's very herbal, but the but the lime uh, juices makes it very nice. Lemon. Very interesting. Lemon juice. Lemon juice. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like lime juice. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think it's very Benedictine forward. I like Benedictine a lot, uh, but Benedictine's a really strong flavor. It's good. So you better like it if you try it. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's a variation on the paper plane, which is also a classic cocktail. Okay. It's time for Administrative Corner. Ooh, I love Administrative Corner. I know you I'm do. glad we have something administrative to discuss. We got a few things. Yay. Um, so thing number one is that my book comes out in three weeks. Um, Unbelievable. You know how far away November seemed in June? In like last September <laughs> when we actually finished it the book? It seemed like, oh, sure, like that will ever make it to then. But we did. Yeah. It's all here all of a sudden. Um mm. And because our goal is to get Vink on the New York Times bestseller list, we need to get pre-orders because all those pre-orders count. So uh, everyone has been great about ordering books and donating books from Honest Dog, and those all count towards it. Um, but we're trying to just get the numbers up. I, I have been called by people who want the numbers up. So, Ooh, uh, well... I know. So they think the way to do this is for me to post more about it on the Golden Ratio accounts. I feel like you guys have bought all the books that you need to buy at this point, but I also want to make these people happy. So there are going to be multi multiple posts a week touting the awesomeness of the book. Uh, I feel a little bad, like I'm asking you guys for too much. You've all bought your books already, and that's cool. Uh, retweet one if you like really like it. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, especially your enemies. Tell your friends. One thing that we're thinking about doing, and I'm going to open this offer to anyone, um, my co-author Stacy and I <clears throat> had talked about, you know, what are strategies? Because I was like, listen, everybody who follows the Golden Ratio knows about the book at this point. Like, yep. I have talked about it a lot. So the way that we're going to... Guac... No. Hang on a sec. No. The way that we're going to sell more books is not to like get golden ratio people to know about the book because they all know about the book already. <laughs> right? Like I haven't shut up about the book. <laughs> you've been it's, fine. You've I have been saturated very, you guys. Been very with reasonable in pointing it out. Yes. So the goal is to get people who don't follow us to be aware of the book. And we were kind of talking about ways to do that. And one idea that we came up with is to have vet offices post about the book, like on their social media page, so if your vet's office has a bunch of followers and uh, would be willing to do it, we will send you a copy of the book and they can do a giveaway. They can auction it off, um, but we'll send you one. And if they put it up there and like put a little link to buy it on Amazon or whatever, um, we'll give them a book in exchange for that. And it would be great to get it up on some site. So if you know a person and your vet's office is willing, um, put them in touch with me or drop me an email and we'll make that happen. Yeah. If, if you know anybody else who like you got a little dog walking group and you want to send them a link to the book, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Or any, you know, cults that are organized around bank would probably want some books too. The cults of Vink probably follow the socials, our oh, socials. Oh, Vink. <laughs> The claw. Uh, I would I would like to know about any cults of ink if they exist <laughs> also, like independent of book sales. That would be an awesome story. Any Actually, cults of any of our dogs. If you got rituals, I would really love to know about them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, good point, Ingo. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Um, I think we shared all the details about the Orlando book event. Um, just because people have been asking, I am going to put this up in the like push for dog stuff. Um, but we have a bunch of different events. What's push for dog stuff? Push for dog book sales. Uh, like a click? Are you going to do a link for this? I'm just going to do a bunch of posts. Like, hey, the book's coming oh, out. Yeah, Here's yeah, like yeah, a little yeah, quote. Yeah, Here's yeah, a little yeah. thing. Oh, great. Okay. So one of the little posts that I'm going to put up will have this info. <clears throat> but for those who are interested, um, we have a little book tour. And the events are November 14th in Orlando, which is the one that we've been talking about. Actually, Winter Park. And then uh, we're doing a virtual thing november 15th with honest dog books so if you bought a book from honest dog books you got an invite it's invite only if you bought a book from honest dog um and so that's going to be wednesday evening at 8 p.m eastern what's the date uh november 15th okay okay uh if you happen to be in key west saturday november 18th we're doing a signing at books and books owned by judy bloom pretty cool pretty very cool so 11 to 1 um if any of you guys come i'll like buy you a pina colada at key west legal rum after the signing i'll go get them and we'll go get them um so that's saturday november 18th if anybody happens to be in key west uh there may be a dog at that one depending we're not sure yet depending on how these guys behave and and i actually haven't talked to books and books yet i don't know if they're dog friendly or not Mm. they so that's a question mark um, and then we have two DC area events. There will not be dogs at those um, unless there's some crazy reason that we need to have all the dogs up there or a dog up there. But I don't want to drive that 40 too hours big around. to fly. Yeah. Um, so Saturday, December 2nd in Arbutus, Maryland at the Baltimore County Public Library at 2 p.m. We're doing a signing. Me and Stacy will both be there. Arbutus. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't know why I think that's the way to say it. Arbutus or Arbutus, whatever. It's in Baltimore County. Yep. Um, so we're doing an event with them on December 2nd. That's going to be cool. It's in the afternoon. Um, and then Wednesday, December 13th at Busboys and Poets on 14th Street at 6 p.m. We're also doing an event there. Busboy and Poet events are great. Yep. That's a great place. It's a good date, you guys, if you want to like go on a date because it's like a restaurant and they've got a bar and then they've got an event space and like lots of books. It's very literary. Um, so it's fun. Meet cool people. Yeah, meet cool people. Apparently, when I was in therapy last week, I was talking to therapist Dave. Obviously, he's the only guy I talk to in therapy. <laughs> it's good because if it's group therapy, <laughs> that's different. That's a different thing. And he was telling me that he'd been trying to come up with a good question to ask me Ugh. at one of the events that like wouldn't be too inside jokey for us so that like other people wouldn't get it, but that also would be like kind of clever. And I had no idea he was actually thinking about coming to one of these. So I don't think he's decided yet, but you may get a spotting of therapist Dave. And if he does ask a question, I'm going to call him out as Dr. Oh, no. Therapist Dave. Oh, no. I'm going to be Dr. Therapist Dave. Thank you very much for the question. And you all can like turn and like see them, see the man behind the story. He'll run. Maybe he might flee. <laughs> I don't think he's prepared for the level of fandom that, <laughs> that uh, the dogs have and that people will know who he is. Yeah, he'll have to sign things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. If, if Dr. Therapist Dave comes to a book signing and asks a question, I point him out. You have to ask him to sign. Please, somebody <laughs> ask him to sign one of your books as Dr. Therapist Dave. Uh, that would absolutely... <laughs> it would take, catch him off guard, which is hard for me to do. Uh, it'd be very funny. It would give us some fun stuff to talk fun about. Fun to see his reaction. Yeah. Uh, and video it, 
please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I can see. That would be great. <laughs> um, so anyway, those are our planned events. We are still trying to get events in both Boston, I, I mean, Cambridge, um, preferably, and Chicago. And I'm going to bug them this week to see if those are happening. Um, we're also doing a ton of TV and radio stuff, like, in the next couple weeks. Um, the one that stands out for me the most is that WGN hometown television station of me in Chicago is going to have a segment with us, uh, actually with just me, I think. When is that going to be? When she says us, it's not me. It's the co-author. This is all, uh, yeah, this isn't even her. I am not involved in the book. November 13th at noon, um, which is the Monday before the book comes out, the day before the book comes out, I'm going to be on WGN. Man. So if you're in the Chicago Raider Chicago land area, check me out on like lunchtime TV. Amazing. I'm very excited about oh, that. Oh, you're going to get back into your Chicago accent. <laughs> I can't. I was trying to do the Chicago accent for someone this week, like my native accent. I can't do it anymore. If you get interviewed by someone with one, you might though. I, I think it would easier. take a while. Maybe. <clears throat> anyway. That's why we watch these things. That's why it's interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, I will I will try my best to say you guys instead of y'all if I have to use a plural second person because you guys guys um but we're doing a bunch of like npr like local public radio stuff bbc is doing an interview WGN, you know, the bbc the bbc um so yeah so that's that's the plan with the book um i know it can get like a little annoying but like this is my job is to post about the book for the next few weeks so thank you for your patience there will be cute dog pics with all of it so hopefully that offsets any don't expect me to say it's annoying it's not how many books have you bought? I'm not. Se- I'm secrets. It, <laughs> it may expand by by need. Oh, man. <laughs> How many books? Several. But I've just pre-ordered them. They haven't actually shown up. They're not real. That's true. Um, okay. So so there you go. That's Administrative Corner. Oh, there you go. You want for dog updates? Yeah. Let's move in. Let's move into dog updates. Okay. Um this week I had I had to go to California this past week and I left my car oh this was terrible so I flew to Cal- to flew to San Diego on Wednesday and I flew back on Thursday which is a lot of flying for two days it's, I don't even know how the time zones work but you definitely flew longer than you were there I was definitely like trans transporting more than I was in California that no is true kidding so I flew I drove myself to the airport on Wednesday because you had work stuff Yep. And uh, flew out Wednesday afternoon, you know, got in late, did my talk, and then flew back. But there was no way for me to get back to Key West on Thursday because there's just a limited number of flights that come to Key West. And I think they have to stop them at like 10. Like there's a Here, they, you don't, they, yeah, they don't land too late. And so I could have stayed all day in San Diego and then flown back to Key West on Friday, which like if I weren't traveling every single week <laughs> until... Christmas I would have done because San Diego is lovely but I am traveling every single week I'm going back to California tomorrow Uh, so I was like I'd like to get home as soon as possible I will catch this flight that gets me in to Miami at 1230 and Miami's close and then drive the three hours home to the Keys which will be long but it'll be fine and then goes like I will come pick you up so Ingo drove up to Miami and then I got like I got in the car at like 1 a.m. and we got home at 4 a.m. You it, drove home. I mean, to yes. your to your credit, you drove home. I was like sleeping. 
You slept maybe like, for an hour. I was like sleeping. I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, you were sleeping for like an hour. It was. I brought the guacamole and feta. It was not the most fun. We were both very tired. I mean, there were no parties in the car, but no. it was still better than to not have you back. I, I'm glad we did it. Uh, I'm glad also that I don't have to do that again. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you drove. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my car was then stranded at, or a car was stranded at Key West Airport. So we went to pick it up. Um, we went out, we grabbed some dinner, went to the airport. I drove the car that I was in home and then Ingo got in the airport car and drove it home. So he was right behind me. Um, so I pulled into the driveway and I closed the gate behind me and I had guac in feta in the car with me. Right. But gate was closed. So you closed the gate. And so I let them out of the car. And as I was pulling in our crazy neighbor across the street, her cats were in the middle of the street, which is rare for us to see them, but they were both out there. And as I was pulling in, they kind of ran over to her house. So I get in, I close the gate, I open the door, guac gets out. And then right as he does that, Ingo opens the gate because he's pulling into and the driveway. And I saw no cats. They'd already they just, were gone. They scattered. You yeah. wouldn't have seen them. No. And I don't know how Guac saw them, he but didn't. Guac bolted for that gate when it opened up straight into the crazy neighbor's yard. And I was like, Ingo, get him, get him. And like, Ingo doesn't know what's going on. And I was like, get out of the car and get Guac. And like, Ingo runs out and chases him. I like picked up Feta and threw him in your, threw her in your Bo- car. Both of us were standing there angrily saying, Guac. Oh, I, it was my very angry voice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He did not care at all. Was just under her house, looking for her cats. Mm-hmm. He didn't catch them. He thankfully. eventually did come back, kind of sheepish. Oh, and he then, and then stopped like in the middle of the road, and you had to like. I was trying to get him in the house. Push him he in. He wouldn't come, mm-hmm. and I don't grab dogs by the scruff of the neck, but I will like put an arm under the chest and an arm behind the butt and push. And he kept going like, "No, I don't want you." And I was like, "You are going. Like I will pick you up if I have to." Yeah. Jerk. And he kept trying to stop and run in. Usually he's very good about listening to me. He was all discombobulated. Yeah, he got in big trouble. I mean, that's it. Then I put him in the house. And then should, it's, almost, it's an escapo plus, really, because it's yeah. also embarrassing. Because she was out calling her cats. I don't think he got the cat. He did not. Do you know this? I saw the cat on the stairs. Yeah. Okay. So he didn't get the cats, but... Oh, good. Because I, I had visions internally of him with the cat in his mouth oh going now i've caught the cat now what mm-hmm. <laughs> but no- nothing really happened but then she was of course talking to us yelling out at us like i think ridiculous stuff yeah. about her cat or how well, something about our dog how like uh, how nice he was or something like it was goofy stuff it was totally as though nothing had happened but she really wanted to talk to us and we were both run- we both ran away our whole goal is to not talk <laughs> to her <laughs> to not engage at all and then guac does this thing which is the just the worst, worst kind of engagement the worst remy has also escaped over there before remy wanders though more he kind of just like wanders yeah silently. he was still there yeah, so no, he, he uh he's also very interested i mean there's two cats over there right so don't do that no 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 <laughs> Sorry, remy's trying to crawl into the podcast box <laughs> don't do it man uh so anyway that that was the big escape that was excitement i mean feta keeps wandering over to the swimming pool people but i think (laughs) they're back they're back they took us out on their boat today that we had a fun time we went out to lunch luckily we appear to have gotten away with it they didn't make any comments about seeing our dogs over there (laughs) yeah uh they love our dogs they would they the comments would all be positive they were all like because i was like look you know when we when i take feta for walks we go around to the fence and through your backyard. So it like lets us keep an eye steak, on stuff. Steak neighbor's yard. Steak neighbor's yard. Um, 
you know, we make sure everything's okay in the back, you know, just kind of keep an eye on it. And it also keeps the crazy neighbor from seeing us go out the front That's gate. Right. So it's like a extreme win. Uh, she's like, you're welcome to come back here even when we're, when here. we're here. And I was yeah. like, thanks. Um, but I was like, Feta loves your pool. And, you know, she would get in it like right when we got her, but she wasn't big enough to get out. So she'd run over and then she'd get stuck because she couldn't climb back out. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, well, you know, we spent a whole day with Venkman that one time. <laughs> which is Venkman ended up in her kitchen. I'm not sure how that happened. When she got the steak. <laughs> yeah, but she was up like up the stairs in their kitchen. Yeah. The more details we hear about that big giant escape, <laughs> the more heroic it seems. Uh, so anyway, it's nice that they're back. Um, everybody else, I think, has had an uneventful <laughs> week. Feta keeps growing. She's looking yeah. like a small dog now. Full on medium cheese all teeth are replaced were they already replaced last week yes that she had just lost it like before the pod yep uh she's getting real fluffy she's gonna be i wondered if she'd be like kind of sleek like guac but she's quite fluffy already she's looking more like uh remy's coat i hope she's like giant and poofy she's like 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 but brown she's got amazing texture already in her back yeah She's just, she's getting harder to pick up. It's too bad. I liked her being very portable. Me too. Yeah. So now we have to train her. She's <laughs> just crazy still though. Right now she's dragging Venk around. Yeah. By a toy, not by Venk's ear, which is a positive. Which that, is a, that's a, a win. That's a win. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for dog updates. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. No, Brody continues to get his, his laser and massage and he's doing okay. Venk is getting laser in her elbow still and seems to be somewhat better she's still limping but it's much less debilitating than it was she went swimming again the other day yeah so hopefully everyone's getting better with their various ailments but everyone's doing pretty well and is you know lukewarm on getting chomped all the time by feta but but nobody's made a big deal out of it so far yeah they're all tolerant yeah Okay. Maybe too tolerant. Feta, you're not eating floof out of that, are you? Feta, come here. Okay, good job. She's got the stuffed mm. beaver toy, but she's working on it, isn't she? I'll go get her. Hang on. Thank okay, you. The move your meat, lose your seat rule, and is now sitting where I usually sit. She you know, say, you can kick her out. She would say she usually sits there. Yeah. She's my baby. I'm not going to kick her out. Okay. <laughs> I moved my meat. I lost my seat. She's fair and square in my seat. All right. Uh, so for ramblings this week, a uh, friend of the squad, Midlife Midwife, sent us uh, an article from Field and Stream. And a couple of people sent this, but they sent it first. The most outrageous fishing tournament cheating scandals of all time. Because Ooh. I said last time I want all the fishing scandal stories yes. so this is a compilation from field and stream wow field Pub- and stream yep. they should know exactly published in march this year uh by stephen hill okay so these aren't numbered but just in order th- of the article the great walleye fishing tournament cheating scandal of 2020 that's the weights in fish that's still i mean um, a classic t- best okay an infamous bass cheating ring comes crashing down. Bass cheating ring. When Elro McNeil set out to rig a 1983 fishing tournament with a largemouth bass purchased in Florida, uh. he had to stop off at his Louisiana home first to thaw the frozen lunker oh, for Pete's in sake. his bathtub before rendezvousing with his co-conspirator, an angler named Terry Isom. 
who's competing in the Roadrunner Bass Tournament in Tyler, Texas. Over the next year and a half, McNeil would upgrade his con, outfitting his truck with an aerator to haul live fish and recruiting half a dozen anglers to scam $350,000 from the Texas Bass Tournament circuit. They would just import a big bass and then pretend they've caught it? After an angler involved in the scheme turned up dead at his favorite fishing spot from a shotgun blast. (laughs) An accident. It says the death was investigated as a murder, but eventually ruled a suicide. Mm -hmm. Federal authorities launched an investigation. In 1985, McNeil and three anglers received fines and five-year prison sentences after pleading guilty. Oh, good. That's some consequences. That's nice. Isam, who's the first co-conspirator, was the government star witness, and he got a lighter sentence for a lesser charge. Hmm. A familiar fish. The first place finisher in an English fishing tournament was busted for cheating after the runner-up recognized the top bass from a local aquarium. Nice. That is some fish knowledge right there. That's Jake from the local aquarium. (laughs) Wow. Matthew Clark was declared the winner of Guernsey's 2012 Balwick Bass Club tournament for a 13-pound, 13-ounce bass that topped by three pounds the second-place fish caught by Shane Bentley. But as Clark posed for photos with his prize winner, Bentley realized he'd seen the fish before on a visit to the local St. Peter Port Aquarium. It stood out because it had very distinct markings on its head, Bentley told the he Express. He should win for that alone, for that recognition alone. They should make him the winner. When the bass was lifted out of the tank for the photo, I thought, that's the fish from the aquarium. The next morning, I went to the aquarium. I looked in the tank, but couldn't see the fish. Then the woman looked, and she couldn't find the fish either. <laughs> I didn't even notice it was missing. Clark, oh Clark copped to scaling a cliff and climbing a rope ladder to break into the <laughs> aquarium, where it turns out he'd previously worked. Cat burglar. <clears throat> he fish told burglar. police he'd planned to return the fish after the contest, but dropped and injured it as he made his getaway. Oh, my God. He took it to a fish seller who didn't realize it was stolen and chopped it up, an aquarium person said. Oh. All we got back was the head and the tail. <laughs> he returned the head and the tail? <laughs> Not sure that helps, dude. He got 100 hours of community service for oh, his deceit. Should have should have been a little harsher. I mean, wh- but also, can you imagine like a zoo being like, huh, I haven't seen the elephants in a few days. I wonder where they are. Oh, maybe we should check for our elephants. Somebody stole them. <laughs> This aquarium's like, I wonder where fish is. Oh, well, yeah. shrug. <laughs> All right, Tales of Deception. I'm going to read this one in, like, radio voice. Is it Tales like Tales? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, like a fish tale. Yeah. Sometimes a tale is all it takes to cheat. In 2020, Brent Taylor was charged with fraud after severed fish tail was found in his boat during a kayak fishing tournament in Texas's Decker Lake. Since kayak tournaments award prizes based on overall length rather than weight, anglers document their catches by photographing fish stretched out on an approved measuring board. (gasps) After tournament officials questioned Taylor's photos, game wardens with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department searched his boat and discovered the tail, which he initially claimed he found in the lake and planned to turn in when he returned to shore. (laughs) Later, the violator confirmed to have used the tail to place over another bass, using his hand to cover the questionable area. To make the fish look longer on multiple occasions, TPWD said in a statement, he was arrested for fraud. No kidding. (laughs) Wow. Texas Wardens foiled a similar (laughs) finagle. (laughs) God, I don't think I've ever seen finagle written down. (laughs) A similar finagle at a Lake Fork tournament in 2018. Terry Keith, 
Long was charged with fraud after he used scissors to trim a bass's tail to make the overall fish. Oh, so this is like the story we just read. Yeah, where it couldn't be more than 60 inches or something, and then you had you, you could yep. they trimmed him down. Trimmed down. A grand jury indicted him on a third-degree felony. Good. Wardens were no strangers to the attempted sleight of hand, having uncovered the same ruse at a Lake Fork tourney in 2015. If he's like finagling his way into <laughs> prize money of ten thousand dollars that's a first degree felony here that's a that's jail an international carp fishing tournament cheating scandal oh yeah fishing tournament cheating is not distinct to the u.s which you don't have to say because you already did an english story but hey <laughs> in fact romania's national carp fishing team i didn't know there oh, were no. national <laughs> carp fishing teams well it's an olympic sport in in it's an uh, no. I'm just kidding. They're Have I told the podcast story of when I stayed next door to the French national sailing team? Um, it's been a while. I think it came along with Chunky Vink. That was the yeah. Chunky Vink episode. So she stole their underpants. Yeah, she did. I lived French next door to the French national sailing team. Olympic for a underpants. Weeks. <laughs> and Vink ran into their house and stole one of the guys' underpants and brought them to me. He was, was very, very proud. And it was very European underpants. They uh, the guys would like eat these beautiful French dinners out on their our shared patio and never once invited me to have a snack or a glass Let's of wine. Forget about it. So they deserve their underpants stole. I did give the underpants back. Very big of you. Unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Romania's national carp fishing team was accused of cheating after they won the 14th World Carp Angling Championships in 2012. England's national team lodged a formal protest against the Romanians. Wait, is that the World Carp Cup? World Cup Carp? Carp? World Carp of the Fishing. World <laughs> 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 All right, go ahead. England's national team lodged a formal protest against the Romanians, who were also the hosts of the event, after discovering that the home team had spent several months leading up to the competition at Lake Corbu feeding carp a secret bait that gave them an <laughs> advantage during the tournament. Training their carp. Training them. Wow. Romania took Aww. first place in the team in individual categories. Bulgaria, Siberia, and Portugal, which discovered the ruse while practicing at the lake and secured a supply of the secret bait for their use during the tournament, rounded out the top four. <gasps> this oh, is like international massive. scandal. Wait, did you say Siberia was separately entered? Yes. Hmm. Siberia. What is this, risk? No, that's not, that's not our country. <laughs> and the last sentence is, back in America... Anglers questioned why there was an international carp fishing tournament in the first <laughs> place. Which, guys, kind of my question for all of this. They must eat. They do eat. They eat carp. Why are they like, well, it's one thing to have a bass tournament, but I don't know why they have a catfish tournament. Well, catfish will eat anything. <laughs> we just, you just bait with cheese catch and they'll eat Catch them with your hand. It doesn't take no skill. My four-year-old, <laughs> my nephew can catch a carp. Okay. Take some real skill to lure a bass. <laughs> so thank you guys for sending this. Please keep all the fish scandal news coming. Makes me happy. It is. And these are serious crimes. And I mean, I do. I am actually quite upset about this because, you know, it's just like cheating at golf. Like, come on, guys. It, it, it's, it's like there so should be a code and it should be for its own sake. It shouldn't just be for like the prize money and you shouldn't be cheating. Codes go out the window when there's $350,000 on the line. <sighs> Yes, it's you know, it's just embarrassing. It's just sad. This is sad. It ruins it for everyone. Like I think people really enjoy fishing. Yep. And then you know, they're probably very good at it. And then someone comes in and has secret bait. Secret bait and a fish from the aquarium. Secret bait. Ugh. Yeah, aquarium fish. 
A fake tail. A fake tail. <laughs> Just put my finger over that and no one will know. <laughs> Look at this long tail that I have in my boat. <laughs> it's like Wood's tail, but <laughs> it's for a fish. Wood's tail. <laughs> wow, all these fish have the same tail. <laughs> uh, it's time for Taste of the Keys. All right, bring it's it Fantasy on. Fest right now. Wow. Fantasy I'm Fest is happening. I'm having visions of bacchanalia. Yep. Um, we haven't gone to anything so far. It started this week. Um, and I'm going to be in California most of this next week. And I'm not going without you. Don't <laughs> <No>. worry. <laughs> I mean, hey, if, if that's your thing, no, like, I just, just, I, just I, I don't think I can reach the, I can, can't put the glitter on my back myself. <laughs> would, would need your help. Um, but we're going to go on the weekend, uh, assuming that I get back, which I think I, I'll be back by Friday, mm. um, to the parade and maybe for some walk around time. We do have costumes. Do you want to tell what our costumes are? Should we or should we make it a surprise? Oh, all right. We'll post a surprise photo. I mean, it's a it's a partner costume. Yep. And it's terrifying. <laughs> Although I don't know. Last year, you going as Pennywise and me as a little kid in the raincoat was freaking Georgie. Amazing. It, it was a great costume. I had red helium balloon. Amazing, and it like made me. This is just great. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to recite any lines. I didn't need to know an accent. I just had to be there and look scared, which is crazy. Just put on that yellow raincoat and you're it's good. Perfect. Yep. I was hot, but it was perfect. Yep. Uh, this w- this year's costumes will be cooler, but we are not going naked, not even partially naked. We will be G-rated, except for terrifyingness. Terrifying. Okay, so Fantasy Fest. Great. Uh, Google Fantasy Fest, and you'll see some pictures. And then if you want the risky ones, turn off Safe Search and Google Fantasy Fest penis, which I accidentally did once because of the podcast. <laughs> and that... It's not safe for work. I love how you have you a guys. reason for all these random searches. Oh, it's for work. This was for the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I want everybody on board. Like, if I Research. die, somebody needs to clear my browser history. She has 85 tabs open uh, across seven browsers with varying levels of security and safe search and ad block and anonymization. I'm not. I'm ha- I'm taking a hammer and I'm smashing your laptop. That's great. That is exactly what I needs to happen. A, a low tech, high impact solution. <laughs> I love it. But I cannot do it electronically. <laughs> Sledgehammer. Yeah. Perfect solution. All yeah. my electronics, please. Three fifty seven. <laughs> <laughs> great. Boom. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's time for Jeremy Word of the Week. Wait, do, do you pause? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Do you- do you want to do the man? I, I'm just going to... I've started the recording again. Memory so. man? <laughs> okay. And he's like, do you want to do this other story? And I was like, no. And he's like, why not? And I'm like, you do it. He's like, I can't do it. I don't so have a computer. I don't have memory. <laughs> we're not doing it then. I don't have a memory. Okay, okay. Off okay. you go. Um, Jeremy, we're the week. Schattenpaka. Schattenpaka. Schattenputter. Nope. I don't know what Shadow Parker. Someone who parks in the shade. Schadenpaka. It's I'm like, one of those. It's like nine Schadenpaka. One of the yeah, but it's one of the like insults that you love. That there's these like lame insults that um, Germans. Is this one of the toxic masculinity insults? It's pretty much yeah. It's like someone who who makes sure to park their car in the shade. That's considered somehow wussified or cosmopolitan or bad. So I'm not a big fan of all these, but Mm-mm. it's kind of like warm dusche, someone who takes a warm shower. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you take a warm shower? But I guess that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, Schattenpaka. There you go. I, I, I don't like it, but I acknowledge that it exists <laughs> as a word and as and these insults as a concept for a while. They were, I think they're 
they're probably dated, hopefully. Um, but for a while, especially German men would insult each other by saying, you take warm showers <laughs> or you park your car in the shade. It's not right. The German, obviously, they don't have enough. They don't have enough comics and they don't have enough swear words because <laughs> you got to find something weird and pseudo intellectual like this to insult people. Anyway, the Brits a, are very good at this without additional swear words of coming up with creative insults. Oh, they have. Yeah. But also they have good swear words. Yeah. I mean, some of these British, Scottish, Walesian and Irish swear words are very good. Okay. It's time for Ingo Corner. Uh, but I will say Remy is plaintive in need of his second of his dinner yeah well so don't go too long brody's sleeping though brody's missing the, the whole time i i don't have anything new great thanks, thanks everyone to <laughs> everyone for listening <laughs> and supporting everybody and until next time slava ukraini and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to that's right bye bye <laughs>